Welcome back to another episode of Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm here with Joey. Hello. Tom. Hey, Ross. And Mike. Hey. And last week, we were, we, we kind of stopped, we had to stop our conversation because we were realizing it was going much deeper than anticipated. So this is going to be part two of our kind of language discussion. We're in we, too deep. We're in too deep. And we had talked before about kind of the language we're using with early, early on with infants and toddlers to help maybe map their body, you know, language to body parts to movements to help kind of get that early understanding, how we're using it for encouragement and for praise and for redirection or for you know, things with in the within the large motor room. But then we Mike, you brought up a kind of a point, one point, and I think it, I see a few different topics that we can kind of split from there, but the kind of the gender terms we're using and then also just looking at the language we use with different people in different situations. Because I think that if we really kind of look back, if we were to reflect on what we're saying, and it actually is probably going to be hard just to listen, you know, go back in our own minds. But if you had a tape recorder and listen to how you're engaging with children throughout the day, how you're engaging with people, you know, strangers out, you know. So I'm thinking about how language, how, how someone else talks about you makes you makes you feel about yourself just the mm-hmm. language that someone mm-hmm. else chooses to, to put on you right. and uh, recently had a, a training at work where we were talking about kind of different identities that people have and, and identities that other people put on you and mm-hmm. and that like oh you're a preschool oh that mm. must be fun isn't that cute the kids must be so cute and and it's just it's like being patted on the head mm-hmm. right you know and yeah, yeah. I don't think the person saying it means to do that yeah patronizing I got yeah I don't I don't know if I use language that does this to children but I right. would be I would you know I would like to pay more attention and know if I do but right. I'd be a little bit mortified if I if yeah if I found right. out that because that's I've had that experience and it it's it uh you're just like oh yeah and you just right. kind of just want to back away from that Right. person and and right. actually mm-hmm. i'm not gonna talk anymore I, you know so like that the whole effect is like mm-hmm. a retreat when someone just yeah. like does a total misfire of of the language that they're putting on you to describe something so I that's think, a great example because so many people will talk like that to children mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even though i'm silly i will still talk to them like i would talk to another adult because right. it's because right I, 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 yeah yeah you still have to I, I will respect. use some, i will use Big words, yep. if they fit in a context, if it's mm-hmm. authentic, um, you know, if, if they want to know what it is, they'll ask me. Otherwise, we just keep going on. Right. right. I learned early on in my teaching career that I was a lilter. A what? So a lilter. Okay. That comes through the microphone. But they, I, at the end of my, everything almost would kind of be a question. Can you put mm-hmm. that away, please? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. At the you end. Went up at the end. I, yeah. And everything went up at the end because... And I, I really now looking at it and reflecting on it was I wasn't confident in myself. Uh-huh. So if I can just kind of have come on with me, can you like right, will right. you mm-hmm. please like oh yeah? And I realized how that was with the children. It made them kind of the trust that I was building. I think yeah. was a little bit less or not right because it's I, like what well, does this guy know what he's doing? Yeah, right. like are you sure about this? Right. Because I'm not. Right, no, I'm I don't know sure. if I'm going you're with you. You're supposed yeah. to be sure because you're the grown up, but. Uh-huh. And so I find my I found myself over the last the latter half of my career really trying to be intentional and I know that my language or my tone of voice is still changes slightly from child to adult but it's not I definitely try to still speak to them as respectful as I can because mm-hmm. it's not going to be oh sweetie you're so oh look at this is so much because yeah, I yeah. I hear others do that right. and I go oh but that's not how you talk to other right. uh, human beings that are over the age of five. But I think you're right. There are the 
there's that tendency to go to this voice. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think I it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, t- time to go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, right. uh, no. uh, you, uh, you, should, right. you should know. You, well, I don't to, do this. To, you know, there's a way, I think, to convey emotion in a situation. Uh, here's here's my version of what you were just talking about with that sort of lack of confidence. Like, mm-hmm. oh, sweetie, we shouldn't hit each other. You know, it's like, yeah. right. like that is not a good response to two kids punching each other. Yeah. Right. Right. You need, you need to, you like need to. If you to, didn't understand the language, what would you think? was being said yeah right right to approach that as if like you know it's all sunshine and roses you know uh that doesn't that doesn't i don't think that helps the people in that situation to understand that there might be like a severity to it like right you can use a firm voice if a a situation calls for it if a child's running into traffic you don't say oh sweetie no and and the truth is going back to how you talk to Mm grown-ups with grown-ups you use a firm voice when you need to make point right right Right. When I'm talking to, you know, a utility company because they screwed up my service, I'm not like, so I was just wondering if, if that was, if you could do something different next time. Right. You right. know, I would, be, I would say, I can't have my internet service stop like that. Can you kind of touch on the other topics? Because I think, Mike, when you brought up the kind of gendered conversation, I don't want to necessarily, like, I think we could, that could be its own yeah, yeah, master's yeah. course of it, but I think it brings up a good point of how do we talk to, Children that are going to be typical, typical boys, typical girls, and doing the same activity, or right. what do we, what yeah, do we assume that's they it, want to play with? Like, yeah, that last week, that's when it came up. I can't remember what particular thing you said, but I was thinking, and how would we say it about if it was a girl doing it versus a boy right. doing it? And there's been studies with exactly. with yep. children doing large muscle play, mm-hmm. and the adults speak differently to the girls than they do mm-hmm. to the boys. Mm-hmm. Boys, it's more encouragement, mm-hmm. and for the girls, it's like be careful, be careful, be careful, mm-hmm. instead of um, being equal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. I had a well, she's a teacher, but she was talking about her own child as a parent, mm-hmm. having her the teacher when she was the girl was in preschool, the teacher being worried because she hit somebody. And I'm assuming everyone who listens to this podcast knows that preschoolers hit sometimes. Preschoolers hit sometimes, but you know she brought it up, so the the mom, you know, kind of went in just to observe, went in and watched, and she saw that, you know, of course, a few kids hit while she was there. Only the girls, was it, like, made, like, a big deal. Like, what right. are you doing? You, That is unacceptable. You could hurt someone. That You know, they never used the terms, like, ladylike or something, but essentially that's what they're saying. You know, that's This not, isn't what girls do. This is Yeah, exactly. When a boy did it, it's like, you know, use your boys words, and then boys. it was done. And then right. when it was a girl, it was like, and I think this is a classroom that used like a timeout or some other sort of punishment thing. Where, mm-hmm. and so the girls, it was a much like harsher. Really? Yeah. Because I have the opposite experience. Okay. It, it, yeah, it, yeah. It was just oh, this, that definitely it was happens just, too. Just this last weekend, uh, my grandson was being very active, and mm-hmm. his feet were getting really close to his cousin, and so. People came down on him for, you know, you have to be careful, you have to be careful. Well, about 10 minutes later, he gets whacked in the face with a, a hard dinosaur by one of the girls, one of the girl cousins, and the the whole communication just changed. Well, uh, I don't think she really meant to do that, and uh, it was yeah. probably just an accident. And Right, right. And it was like, oh my goodness, you were... You, you you treated this what might happen so seriously, and what really did happen, you're mm-hmm. trying to gloss it over like it's just right. an accident. Right, right, because she never really, really would have meant to. Right, and what right. I find interesting too is that it's adults <laughs> reading intentions <laughs> versus you know because to me like 
it doesn't matter what anybody intended for you know young kids. It's but somebody just got hurt. Mm-hmm. Are they okay? Right, right, right. Let's ask them if they need any help. Mm-hmm. And I actually think about the the boy child who's uh, who gets labeled aggressive. How he gets treated on a day to day basis, as opposed to you know maybe that little girl who's the perfect student, mm-hmm. and it's. You're you're kind of always on this one's case mm-hmm. and kind of ignoring the other. Yeah, yeah, it's, right. it's like, wait a second, we got to figure out a way to be more positive with the right. Well, that, there's something too that I think comes up in this conversation that makes me think is mainly more how even for I think really all children, but it seems to be more heavily directed towards girls, is how much language we put on just the appearance of uh-huh. what they're yeah, doing, yeah. Yes. and that's one of the like getting into this topic of what right. what grinds your gears. What's this grading kind of conversations? It's like when oh, don't you look so cute? Oh, that and it, and most of the time it's going to be that kind of cutesy, sweetie language that goes with the girl's appearance and what they're mm-hmm. wearing. Sometimes boys are like oh, cool Spider Man shirt, right? Oh, right, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. kind of. Yep. But again, the language changes and how... And the tone of voice changes. Yep. And, and even the, the body language. Right. Like, what goes yeah. on. And then I, I had a mom come up to me uh, last year. So people have been commenting a lot on her appearance. And it's not that we're, we're trying to actually veer away from it. But she won't wear anything but dresses now because she... And she wants... Doesn't my dress look cute? Doesn't my dress... Mm-hmm. Don't, don't you think my dress is cute? And it got to be... She got to be so fixated on her her appearance at the age of yeah. three to four. And right. there was she'd this... only get the comments when she's wearing the really frilly stuff. Right. And so I think or... that's one thing that I think I see happen a lot, both with, I mean, with adults, mm-hmm. teachers, parents, mm-hmm. even just kind well, of familiar people where they're like, it goes right to that versus ask, you know, having an auth- again, going back to authenticity, right. having an authentic com- uh, conversation or just comment to, to share. Right. Well, and I, I struggle with that, what you're talking about with the appearance thing because well because of what you said you know a child comes in they want they i mean they want me to see you know they'll be like look my skirt and my tights both sparkle right you know and i'm like yes they do or you know you know right it's really important to them that you're that you're noticing it and like that they they, it's it's something they're sharing with you it's like sharing a favorite toy i mean it's very similar so i always have a little bit of a hard time of like but they that's how they're initiating right an interaction and so you know i I wrestle with i don't want to be like "Uh uh-huh right right like it, because that feels kind of rude to someone who's like, I've been waiting to tell you that I'm, my skirt sparkles. The whole drive here, yep. I was like, I'm gonna like tell I put you, on sparkle so... skirt, sparkle tights because right. that's an awesome combination, right. and you know, I right. I don't want you to know that. So, but it, I feel like that can go back to that good job yeah. kind of conversation where you can be like, Wow, you are there's so many sparkles on you yeah. today, and look yeah. how excited you are. About and and that. one of the, my favorite things I've heard someone say is then ask, I wonder what you'll do with all the. Wearing that sparkly right. dress today or sparkly well, skirt. Well, and I will mm-hmm. try. I don't, I don't know if I succeed, but I'll also try then to, like, this is going to sound maybe wrong to what we're talking about, but maybe notice somebody else's something that they weren't yeah. showing me so that it's not just the sparkle right. dress. Uh, right. You know, like, ah, and he's got, a, like, that's a nice shade of green or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. so that it's not just only looking at, at frilly things. I mean, yep. right. several years ago, there important. was this, like, yeah. shirt game. It was this big joke because they'd come to school and their jackets on. I didn't know what yep. shirts they were wearing. They'd be like, guess what shirt I'm wearing today? You know, and I would be right. like, guess, is it the cat one or whatever? Yeah, yeah, and we'd yep. come back to the classroom and have this big shirt reveal. Yeah, right. You know, and it was 
it was just a game. But it, and it, I think that so that's, I, I struggle with like oh, but right. am I? You know, you can also play like I Spy games where you know, right? I spy somebody wearing a blue shirt right. with a uh, scarf with because it's of not colors. only appearance. Because my kids are too. just as serious about picking their napkins. That's all I was gonna say. Right. Like yeah, boy, girl, whoever they are. Yes. Just, I mean, you know, and, yeah. and we all choose what we wear every day right. and right. want to th- choose things that we like. But so we don't have think... to be careful of, I think, getting to your point. I don't think anyone is consciously only going, I'm, I only want to comment when a girl is wearing a frilly dress. Right. Right. But I think that's an example. It happens all the time. All the time. Right. Yeah. And I th- it's, it's that, those subtle, that subtle messaging that's there. And I think what's different about your example, Joey, is that they're coming in excited to like share this versus the first thing when right. these children walk in, don't you look cute today? Look at that bow in your hair. Right. Oh, that's so, right. and we're, we're immediately putting the judgment on there. Right. And I hear that a lot. And mm-hmm. that's just, yeah. just like, Oh, you don't have to say that. Right. There are so many other things you can say. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend who's transgender and she knew when she was a preschooler too. And so she wore her hair long and whatever, you know, there are, mm-hmm kids who wear boys who wear their hair long so no one's saying but finally she gave in because her mom kept wanting to cut her hair kept wanting to cut her finally she gives in gets her hair cut comes into school and everyone's comment was you look so handsome mm-hmm. because she finally fit the gender norms because the adults at the time you know signed male at birth mm-hmm. wanted her to be a boy and as soon as she met that expectation of what a boy should look like, everyone commented, oh, don't you look handsome? Mm-hmm. And when she was expressing in a more female way, people didn't comment on her looks. Uh-huh. And so it's the same thing. And in her late 20s, she can still remember how she felt at the age of four when that happened. So much of it, so much of what we're talking about is appearances. Yeah. What it looks like. And we, we place so much emphasis as a society on Mm -hmm. what you wear what you look like right that um you're almost fighting the culture yeah if you're if you're you're totally fighting the dominant if you're you're not really shaken noticing that academic shirt or that or those sparkly tights or whatever Mm -hmm. even if it's i mean the girl who comes in with the sparkly blouse and tights I mean, she's learned that already. Yes. And that's why she she knows that's important. Right. So, right. Here, look at me. I'm right. This is how I'm going to be important right. this month. And it's all kind of surface stuff. Right. Well, you know, one one time I went to a birthday party after being in class, and I could, I I I, I went around to everybody, and you know, I come up to them, and I'm like, oh wow, look at that great shirt. Is it, where did you get that? This shirt? is one of the first conversations we ever had. Was it? Like, it I was think like it was, was like, right after. That oh, party. My, oh my god and they looked at me what are you what's wrong with you and i was just i was flying high because i'd had enough of it that day you so. had enough of the yep. commenting on appearances, on right. appearances yeah. but exactly. I, what i do wonder is that what about what's the conversation going to be in your classroom each of us in the room but uh-huh. also as the listener when the boy who comes in in the sparkly tights and the skirt like what language do you how are you going to address that? Because it's not, it's going to kind of break the norms. And this is, a, and the way that I think I want to wrap this up is that I think the best lesson I've ever had with this was from a three-year-old girl in my class just a few years ago. She had a, they had, their family just had a new baby brother. And that was, you know, this is, this is our brother. This is the, you know, we had our son and da, da, da. And one of the student teachers says, well, um, it wasn't, she didn't, she didn't know. Do you have a baby brother or a baby sister? She goes, 
well, we don't know. He hasn't told us yet. <laughs> and I said, that's just it. It's right there. Like, yeah. to me, that was so honest in her heart that yeah. Yeah. if we could just kind of think about that with all the intentionality we use with language and right. authenticity. So I'll wrap it up there because, we can again, <laughs> we'll get to parts three through seven down the road. But thanks, everybody, for this conversation. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Russ. I don't think we got to the... the no, we did things that you get to kiddo. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.